time for the Vintage Truth Podcast with best-selling author and Bible teacher, Jeff Kinley. Hey, welcome to the Vintage Truth Podcast. It's the start of a new week, and uh, we're in the Christmas season, right in the middle of the Christmas season here. And you would naturally expect a podcast like this to cover something Christmassy, because last time I talked about the virgin birth and how essential the virgin birth is to uh, to our faith. And uh, so I want to talk about something extra Christmassy this time. It's uh, celebrity Christians in an age of correctness. Doesn't that sound really like like a traditional Christmas theme to you? Yeah, me too. That's what I thought. Hey, the reason I want to talk about this is because I think it's very important. And there's a reason I think that it's very important. Um, you know, we live in an age where there are a lot of notable, famous Christians on the um, the radar, okay? Uh, they're, obviously, you think of famous preachers, these guys who have uh, massive megachurches and their names are sort of household items. You think of people like Rick Warren and and Joel Osteen and Andy Stanley and, you know, people like that, that, that their names are, you know, sort of instantly recognizable and, um, and, and that's okay, you know, and we also have uh, famous authors, uh, people that uh, they know their names because they've written uh, best-selling books and they travel around famous speakers, uh, people like that. There are famous uh, Christian apologists. Uh, there are uh, Christian, uh, you know, theologians that travel and lecture and things like that. Uh, there are also Christian athletes, uh, people whose names like Tim Tebow and names like that that we would recognize uh, that we also associate with their Christian faith. Now, with that, there's also this whole area of of Christian uh, entertainers or our Christian singers and Christian. Um, some of them are, call themselves worship artists. Some of them call themselves Christian artists, some of them call themselves pop artists, you know, whatever they want to call themselves, they're Christians and they sing music. Okay. And they're very, very well known. Now, for whatever reason, uh, throughout my ministry career, I happen to have become friends with a a lot of these very, very well known, uh, Christian, uh, celebrity entertainer, singer type people. And, uh, have written some books with some of them and, and that type of thing. And, um, I have to say that uh, that my, my personal relationships with, with most of them have been fantastic, and I, I can honestly speak with uh, a real sense of, um, of, of integrity when I tell you that there are people in the Christian music industry that have a great sense of, of uh, commitment to Jesus Christ, uh, a great sense of honor about their life, about who they are, about their families, um, you know, people like uh, uh, Mercy Me, Bart Millard, Mercy Me, uh, Chris Tomlin, others that uh, that I've come in contact with over the years and had relationships with. I mean, these are guys that are really tearing it up, <clears throat> that type of thing. But every now and then what happens is there'll be a person that'll sort of burst on the scene and, and just take the world by storm, and they become the it person for the moment, Okay. It's the exact same way it works in the secular world. We just kind of mimic that in the Christian world. They get really popular because they're really, really good at what they do, okay? 
Now, they may, they may be great singers or great performers, but they also may have incredible, dynamic, personal, you know, personalities that are very charismatic and very, you know, alluring and very oh, excited to be with and that kind of thing. And that's all cool as well. So because of that, because of that, these people are thrust into the limelight and they find themselves on television shows and they find themselves on uh, on massive stages, uh, you know, performing for, before tens of thousands of people. Um, and just so you'll know, because you've wondered this in your mind, I know you've asked this question in your mind. I wonder if they're making a lot of money. Yes, they're making lots and lots of money. And that is also okay, right? So all that to say is that sometimes, especially some of these younger artists, get thrown out there and all of a sudden they they become like this, you know, de facto spokesman for the Christian faith. And um, not, uh, not many of them are fully prepared for that kind of limelight. In fact, here's what I've noticed. And I can say this because I've been doing this for, um, you know, some 30, 36 years in professional ministry I can say this is that many times we'll take someone like that. They're either they're either a celebrity and they become a Christian and we want to throw them out there as, oh, look who we've got on our team now. Or there's someone that's really good at what they do and we throw them out there in front of the world. What I have seen is that many times, many times, these young Christians get eaten up by the world. They get eaten up by by worldly values and philosophies, and they end up. Now, watch this. Now, stay with me. It's like someone who's playing, who's an all star in high school football, and all of a sudden, because they're such a great football player in high school, we throw them into the NFL, and they just get destroyed. They get obliterated, and they find out that not in the league where they are, like the singing or the entertaining or the performing. Not in that sense, but in the sense of speaking for the Christian faith, they're way, way out of their league. And they end up not being able to rise to the level of that type of spokesperson because they don't have the infrastructure within them to do that. Now, they not to say they don't know anything about the faith. I'm just saying that it's taking a young person and putting them out there. And I just want to say that's unfair to them all right and uh, it's not going to stop by the way because people love to make money off of these these people and uh, the allure of I'm not saying that I'm not attributing motives to anyone but the allure of fame you know getting your face on an album standing forth tens of thousands you know performing at the so-and-so secular you know venue where now the world gets to see you as well all those things are good things I, I really do because I want us to penetrate society there's nothing wrong with that but then now you get in front of the microphone and now it's, it's a different kind of microphone. It's not the one you're singing your song into. Now comes the tough questions from the radio DJ or from the television host. And sometimes uh, from people who are rather hostile. Now I can also speak to this because I have been on hundreds upon hundreds of radio and television shows myself. Now, most of the time, they're Christian shows, and they're pretty much, you know, in kindred spirit with what we're talking about. But there have been times when I've been thrown some real curveballs, and uh, the host of said show has not been very friendly 
to either the Christian faith or to my particular view on uh, the scriptures. And um, it has caused me to have to think about how do I respond when I'm asked difficult questions, okay? You know, I, I remember I was on a radio show, a national radio show not long ago, and it was a call-in. And, you know, when you do a call-in show, you never know what, what questions are going to come. Sometimes radio hosts have their own questions, and they'll say, okay, we'll talk about chapter four, and then we'll talk about chapter six. You know, but sometimes people call in, you never know what's going to come out, come out of their mouths. And you'll get these left field, out of left field questions. And sometimes they're very difficult questions that I'll be honest with you, I don't know the answer to. And I'll just have to say that. I'll just have to say, you know what? I'm very sorry that this has happened to you. I know it must be uh, tearing your world apart. And I want you to know, I can't tell you why God allowed that to happen. I really can't. The only answer I can give to you is that God is with you right now. And if you cling to him, then you'll find his comfort somehow. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> so, I mean, there are times when you just have to say, you know, but when you do know, when it, when it's a softball question, when it's just a love, you know, it's an easy one for you, uh, according to scripture, then you have to do what the Bible has called you to do. Now, recently there was a, uh, a very popular, uh, really an in, internationally popular Christian singer, young lady, very, very young girl. Uh, that uh, was asked a question. I'm not going to name her name because I don't want to, you know, I don't want to create stuff like that, you know, here for her, even though it's easy, you know who she is. Um, and she was asked a question about homosexuality. And her answer was was this. She just said, you know, I, I don't know. I'm not God. You'll just have to go read the Bible for yourself. Now, I want to begin by saying, it's good to tell people to read the Bible for themselves. But the people listening to your voice at that time <clears throat> are driving in their car, they're, you know, they're sitting in the kitchen, they're, you know, on their headphones in the coffee shop or whatever. They're not they're not necessarily going to go search out the Bible for the answer. They might, but not necessarily. What they're look you're the you're the celebrity. You're the person on the hot seat. They want to know what you think about that. And if you truly don't know, then you don't know. And you have to say you don't know. But when it comes to something as basic and fundamental in terms of morality in the scripture as homosexuality, this is a, a simple no-brainer answer. Now, having said that, I'm not saying it's an easy one uh, to uh, to kind of spin out of or or to to couch in the right terms, that kind of thing. But let me just say a couple of things about this. Um, there are many ways to communicate the truth of scripture. I was a youth pastor for many, many years, and I employed every method of creativity possible to communicate the Bible to, to young people. So I believe in creativity. I still do. I don't think you undermine the gospel when you, when you're creative about it, but you, you're still telling the truth. You know, you're not, you're not skirting the answer. You're not saying that, well, I, I don't know, you know, I don't know if Jesus is God, you know, I'm not God. I mean, you don't say that. So, um, it's okay to be creative as long as you tell the truth. Just, you're on the, you're on the witness stand, tell the truth. And sometimes you don't get two chances to tell the truth. Sometimes you only get one chance and that's the narrative that's, that's displayed about you for a very, very long time. So <clears throat> having said that, 
I think there are basically three reasons why people like this. I'm not saying necessarily her, okay, because I don't know her heart and I can't, um, uh, I can't judge her heart. I can't make a discernment about her heart. I can judge what she said. I can judge that. You can too. You can make a, a biblical discernment about that and make a judgment about that. There's nothing wrong with that. You know, sometimes people will, will I mean, the most natural infantile response to something like this is people say, well, the Bible says you shouldn't judge, man. Judge not that you be not judged. And I just shake my head and just go, have you ever read that passage? Do you even know what it's talking about? Do you even know who Jesus is speaking to when he, when he speaks those words? Do you even know the whole point of him saying, don't judge un- unless you <clears throat> know that you're going to be judged by the same judgment you measure with others? So if you're judging some area of morality by this standard, God is saying you'll be judged by that same standard. Okay, well, if you're okay with that, then then you can make that judgment. The same thing is true uh, with that passage is that we're not the ones making the judgment. We're not making up scripture. When, when someone says that homosexuality is a sin, that's not an opinion. Okay, God doesn't care about our opinions. He doesn't care about our feelings at all. The only thing he cares about is what his word says. And we need to get our opinions and our values and our emotions in line with that. So when someone says something like, do you believe Jesus rose from the dead? Well, you know, I believe, or my opinion is, you don't have an opinion on the issue. Your opinion doesn't matter. What you need to say is, well, the Bible says that Jesus rose from the dead. Now, here are some evidences for that. We don't get a chance to make up our own truth. So when we're talking about making judgments, we're not talking about making up a standard and then slapping someone with it or hammering someone with it. We're saying, hey, wait a minute, the Bible says this. You just said the opposite. Or you just skirted something that is a basic, you know, moral tenet of the Christian, Judeo-Christian faith. You can't do that as a Christian, well, not as a growing Christian anyway, or knowledgeable Christian. So anyway, the whole idea of judging is just like, no, no, no. We don't make up our own judgments and put them on others. But when a Christian does or says something that is wrong or untrue, we can hold the Bible up and say, hey, listen, you know, I don't have to be a sinless person in order to simply declare the truth. Have you, have you read the epistles? Okay, that's what Paul did. That's all he was doing was correcting bad theology. That's what he was doing, okay? So, yes, we are to judge. We are to use sound judgment in the world today. If you don't, then you're going to be this this spineless, weakling little Christian that never makes his way or her way through the world. You have to make judgments. You can't just let the world dump its immorality on you and say, well, I'm not God. I, I don't know if it's wrong. You can't do that. That's not what Christianity is. Okay, so, and I can already tell we're going to do two podcasts on this, so, so stay with me on this thing, okay? You're going you're to really love this because, because, by the way, I'm going to say this right now. I'll say it at the end of the next podcast, but <clears throat> regarding this particular young Christian girl singer, I really want her to win in this situation. I want her to come out stronger and better. I do not, I hope she doesn't claim victimhood mentality. Oh, the bad Christians are coming against me. Oh, what am I to do? Oh, I need my fans to come and help me. No, no, no. That, I hope that doesn't happen. 
I hope what happens is, is she realizes, okay, I, you know, in this issue, I'm a doofus or I don't know how to give radio interviews or I don't know the word of God or something, but I got it wrong. Let me set the record straight because this is what my Bible says. And I believe what my Bible says. I don't have to be God. Well, I'm not God. No, I, you don't have to be God to simply say what God says. Does that make sense? So all that to say is I want her to win. I really hope she wins in this because she's an amazing young person and has a great future ahead of her. Now, having said that, here are three reasons why a Christian would ever on national radio or television blow it so big, okay? And this applies in other areas as well. Uh, not lo too long ago, there was a a prominent New York City <clears throat> pastor of the some hip church there, I think it was a Hillsong church or something like that, when he was asked about abortion. Do you believe abortion is wrong? I mean, that's a pretty simple answer. Now you can answer yes or no and then explain your answer. His answer was, you know, I just want to hear people's story first. What, what, then you're going to decide whether abortion is wrong? Why don't you answer the question and then explain how you love people, okay? So anyway, here's three reasons why anyone would give such a lame duck correct answer. I put correct in, in uh, quotes here. Okay, number one. Number one is the ignorance of Scripture. Just simply ignorance. There's nothing in their minds from their experience with God's word that would tell them that, that abortion or homosexuality or, you know, <clears throat> adultery or sex outside of marriage or stealing or raping someone. There's nothing in their head that tells them that's wrong. It's ignorance. They don't know truth. They don't know theology. They don't know reality. Just pure and simple ignorance. I know what you're thinking, that no one can be that dumb. So let's just scratch that one off the list, because I don't really think anyone can be that dumb. Now, if someone says on a radio show to, to one of these Christian celebrities, what do you believe about the, uh, the timing of the rapture? Well, they probably haven't studied that. Or they ask something like, you know, can you give 10 evidences for Jesus rising from the dead? There, there's probably going to be a long pause there. I, I get that. I understand that, okay? Or can, can you give me proofs for God's existence from a logical standpoint, from a moral standpoint, from an ontological standpoint? I get that. But when someone says something as basic as, is it wrong to slaughter babies before they get a chance to get born? You know, let's just back up here. Like when Joel Osteen was asked, is Jesus Christ the only way to heaven? And he just smiled and wagged his head and said, you know, I don't know. I, 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 you know, what I believe is, you know, that kind of thing. <clears throat> okay, ignorance. <laughs> and, you know, granted, there is a lot of ignorance in the Christian community today. And we don't want to ignore that. And, and by the way, that's one of the reasons why Christians are, are so duped by taking in some of these false moral values. Well, I have a friend who's a homosexual. Well, in that case, it must be right because friendship trumps everything, doesn't it? Well, I follow an Instagram account that says abortion's okay. Well, then it's okay, right? See, that's where we are today. We allow outside influences to 
press us into the mold of the world's thinking regarding basic values and truths of, of, of life and reality. That's exactly what Romans 12, 2 says not to do. Do not be conformed to the world's values, but rather be transformed, how? By the renewing of your mind. How does that happen? It happens through the scripture. That's how it happens. So ignorance, though it may be true, is no excuse. I'll give you the two other reasons why I believe these celebrity Christians answer the way they do in the next Vintage Truth Podcast. I'll see you on Friday. God bless. Thanks for listening to the Vintage Truth Podcast. Please subscribe and share with a friend. For more about Jeff's ministry, go to jeffkinley.com.